I chose the side of science. The more we know, the more we are sensitive to the enormous role of chance. I exist as a random event. Yeah. No one wanted me. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds really sad though. Hi and welcome to the new episode of In a Nutshell, a podcast of Vox in which experts of Radboud University tell us what fascinates them most about their research. My name is Yara Macheros and together we will explore some of the most interesting findings and topics that a hundred years of Radboud University have brought forward. Today's guest is Klaas Landsman, professor of mathematical physics at Radboud University and winner of the Spinoza Prize in 2022. With the prize money, Klaas will start the Radboud Center for Natural Philosophy, where, amongst other topics, randomness will be studied. And not very coincidentally, randomness is exactly what we will be talking about today. Welcome, Klaas. Yeah, good morning, and thanks for the boss ball, which I find <laughs> very, very attentive. Welcome. You're very welcome. <laughs> Before we take a deep dive into the riddles of randomness, here are three short facts about the unpredictable happenings. Number one, playing dice is the metaphor for chance, but in reality, dice have little to do with chance. Number two, life is meaningless, but that might not be a bad thing. And finally, number three, the most random events can be found in everyday life and especially on a boat to Lauer's Oog. Klaas, what is it about randomness or chance that fascinates you as a professor of mathematical physics so much? Ah, so you stress the, the professor of mathematical physics. Yeah, uh, you can also uh, okay. answer it personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the real point and the answer is that it has these two sides. So as a professor of mathematical physics, uh, what fascinates me about chance that in a way it's the basis of modern physics. So I, I used to work heavily in quantum mechanics, quantum physics, And then chance and randomness are the basis. But also as a person who just gets up in the morning and <laughs> eats and sleeps yeah. and, and so on, uh, a chance is everywhere in daily life in a way we often don't notice. And this is true for both applications, both uh, in the science and both in daily life. Chance is somewhere hidden. I mean, uh, if you have an eye for it, if you look, it, it's everywhere but you have to look carefully sort of behind the scenes, behind the facades. And, and finally, I would say chance is, is very hard to characterize and to get a grip on. It's elusive. Though extremely important, it, it's really hard to get a hold on. One of the most famous metaphors of chance uh, might be rolling dice. Uh, and even Einstein used it as an example to argue that in the physical world as we know it, uh, chance doesn't exist, right? Um, But rolling dice doesn't really have anything to do with chance. How how come? How, why is that? Well, on, on the one hand, it has something to do with chance. I'm sorry to correct you. No, please go um, ahead. Since uh, what is characteristic about rolling dice or, or coin tossing, that's a, in a way a slightly cleaner example, uh, which is the unpredictability of the result. But what you're probably aiming at is that from the point of view of physics and then specifically just the classical physics of Newton and the 17th century, that's still with us. Uh, it, it's not uh, random at all, the outcome. So again, coin tossing is a bit easier. The, the, the outcome is determined 
by the, the height of the throw, by the velocity of the throw, by the angular momentum or rotational velocity. And if you were to know all of these exactly and were to know the behavior of the molecules in the air that may collide with the coin, then you can predict it with certainty. And this in indeed has been done. I mean, there has been films of coin tossing of even roulette where people who had a camera in their hair, so to speak, won huge fortunes in the casino because it was filmed and they could predict the outcome and put their stakes on it. So on the one hand, it's random in the sense that the outcome is unpredictable, but that's for us, that's subjective. And it's not random in the sense of physics because the outcome is sort of known. It's encoded in the initial conditions and the laws of nature. Mm -hmm. And the same goes for the dice in this case. It's similar for dice. And it's funny that you mentioned Albert Einstein because <laughs> his this famous dictum that you alluded to, a god doesn't play dice, uh, which is his criticism of quantum mechanics, which is based on randomness, is actually very misleading because in his view, god does throw dice, namely uh, the outcomes of quantum mechanical experiments appear to be random, mm -hmm. But Einstein thought they were not, they, they were known, but we didn't have the complete theory. And so God would actually know the outcome. And so he doesn't play dice. It's a very bad metaphor that But Albert Einstein didn't believe in God, right? And he didn't believe in God. <laughs> so it was wrong in every conceivable way. And yet these are his most famous words. <laughs> How sad. It's <laughs> strange, yes. Yeah. That's very strange. Um, but then what is chance? How could you define it? Yeah, so that's the the one million dollar question that I spent uh, ages on without a, a clear answer. So it is very hard to define. That's one of the things that makes it so interesting to me. But you can say something. Mm -hmm. And so what you can say is firstly, there isn't a single concept of chance. There isn't a unique case where you can say this is a chance event and it's not if that isn't the case. Mm -hmm. So it's since you're a philosopher, which I uh, appreciate. Uh, <laughs> so Wittgenstein has this concept of a family resemblance, and that applies to chance. So there isn't a single guy that is called chance. It's a whole family. And every member of the family has, uh, has the right to call him or her chance or random. Mm -hmm. And then the next question is, well, what makes them a family? And that's the fact that chance is defined, if you can define it, by what it's not. So it's always defined negatively. Mm -hmm. So there isn't a positive characterization of the notion of chance. You can only say in some cases what it's not. And like uh, we just had this example of coin tossing or dice casting, it's not predictable, the outcome that is to us. Mm -hmm. And in quantum mechanics, uh, we really believe that there are events like radioactive decay that are not determined. Whereas in the physics of Newton, uh, people believed that everything has a cause, everything is determined, everything follows from something else in the past. Mm -hmm. And in quantum physics, we don't believe that anymore. Things are genuinely uncaused and undetermined. But again, note the negative characterization. And if you take uh, medieval philosophy, also early modern, uh, that then chance is almost always related to lack of knowledge. So if something is a surprise, then it's because you didn't know all the details. But for God or for what is called Laplace's demon, 
So the, the ghost that knows all of physics, knows all the laws of nature, has infinite computing power. Nothing would be random. Nothing w- there would be no chance. Mm-hmm. So it's lack of knowledge. Again, it's this negative. It's not we don't have the right knowledge or computing power, and that gives the appearance of randomness. But then the medieval definition or like the medieval understanding of chance, that would then again kind of fit in with what Einstein thought of it, right? In terms of like a lack of knowledge. Exactly. So Einstein claimed, and also before him Spinoza, and afterwards uh, also very good people like it's Hoofd, the greatest Dutch physicist of the 20th century, Nobel Prize winner. They believe that there is no fundamental chance or what we call irreducible chance. So every instance of chance in physics, according to Einstein and such people, is reducible to lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so people like me who do mainstream quantum physics uh, don't believe this. There is real, genuine chance. Although at the same time, and this adds to the fascination of the idea, it's inconceivable that there are events that are not caused or not determined. This is uh, too much for our brain, yeah. in a way. And yet, I think that that's the case. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, so we now kind of explained that chance has this negative feel mm-hmm. to it because it is constantly yeah. defined as negative. Um, but you seem to be rather positive about it, uh, almost enthusiastic. How come? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so that, that is uh, largely because of a, a life-changing experience. So I was actually divorced uh, 10 years ago by now. But, but five years afterwards, I actually met my second wife uh, on a boat in, in the most random way conceivable. So we uh, had both been on holiday uh, to Schiermonnik Oog uh, in the summer. And we took uh, the ferry from Schiermonnik Oog to Lauwers Oog. That's the port in Groningen. And on such a boat, there are thousands of people. It was in the summer. It was fully booked. There are four boats every day. And yet we sat opposite each other in the cafeteria of the boat. And in fact, she had uh, intended to take a later boat, but that was fully booked. So everything was incredibly random. The fact that we had been on holiday in the same period, in the same island. The fact that we took the same boat. The fact that we sat opposite each other and started the conversation because we both actually read a book. Yeah, so she actually read a book by Rilke, which I uh, <laughs> was attracted by. All this was incredibly uh, random and chancy. And then I, uh, more than any time before, I began to see the creative force of chance, the positive side. So that was really a life-changing event, not only for your personal life, but also on how you view randomness and how you view No, that, that's right, because I think scientifically... I was always sort of neutral. I mean, the world can be deterministic or it can be random. And I'm basically a mathematician, so I write my equations about both of these cases. But it wasn't emotional. And after that uh, experience, even doing mathematics and mathematical physics became much more emotional. And I invested much more energy in studying random phenomena in nature Mm -hmm. as a mathematician. Mm -hmm. You do not only study randomness, but you also know a lot about the universe. So I'm wondering how um, randomness and the universe relate to each other and which role randomness plays in the universe. Yeah, uh, so here, that's the example in a way. Uh, The role of randomness is enormous in the universe. And it, it starts in a way with the beginning, with the Big Bang, which is what scientists believe is the origin of the universe. 
Uh, so according to quantum physics, that was a random event. It's what we call uh, a fluctuation that might not have happened. So at the very start, it, it was already random, like, like our individual existence in a way is also random. But then if you look in more detail, just given the universe as it is, we have galaxies and each star in the galaxy is like our sun. And some have planets around them and they get their energy from the sun uh, and so on. So if you actually look at the laws of physics and the laws of the evolution of the universe, which is governed mostly by gravity, then it, it turns out that if you change a tiny bit in all these laws, so let's say there are 10 laws that govern the evolution of the universe and the star formation and galaxies and so on. If in each of these 10 laws you change 1%, then there would be nothing like that. I mean, either the universe would have recollapsed very quickly after the Big Bang, or it would have expanded much too quickly for stars and, and then planets to form. Or even if that's all the case, if there are galaxies, there wouldn't be the, the nuclear fusion process that uh, is the power source of the sun and the reason we exist. I mean, all of these things uh, very sensitively depend on each of these, let's say, 10 laws of nature. Again, if you hit them, even in a very slight way, everything breaks down. And so that's what we call a coincidence. And in this case, it's a cosmic coincidence. It's a conspiracy of the laws of nature that enable star formation, planet formation, life. And also given all of that, given if it's all correct, so to speak, then still the origin on life uh, is not well understood, I think. Mm -hmm. But it seems to me that it is an extremely sort of precarious, random event that might as well have failed. And also, as you probably know, the dinosaurs were extinct by a hit of a comet yeah. of catastrophic impact. And that might have happened uh, 10,000 years ago, and it might happen again in the future. And these are also random events. So even after this very, very precarious creation of life and before that of stars and planets it, it, it could have been wiped out by a random event like an impact and so that happens with the dinosaurs otherwise we wouldn't have been here and it did not happen to us all of this is governed by chance yeah. i would say yeah 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 and that already obviously um raises the question well if the universe depends so much on chance and on coincidence yeah then i mean the same goes for every individual that it's yes. on this planet, right? I would think so, yeah. Yeah, that, that's totally uh, against the teaching of the church. And in fact, I was educated at a Catholic high school uh, called Ignatius College, which is a Jesuit college. And my teachers were largely priests. And I remember very well what they said, God has wanted you. And th this is not the picture of science and of chance. I exist as a random event. Yeah. No one wanted me. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds really sad, though. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I see that as glorious, in fact. If someone else had wanted me, it wouldn't have been any of my achievements. It, it would have been like a mechanical clockwork. Yeah. yeah. Was it difficult for you to kind of unite all the knowledge that you have in the, in the field of physics and mathematical physics with this more... Um, religious upbringing because then obviously what you know about the universe is in strong contrast to 
Yeah. No, that, that's, uh, that, that, that's right. It was a very slow change, which was facilitated by the fact that also my parents, who were incredibly Catholic when they were young, and also when I was born still, they were sort of driven out of the church in the 60s, like many, many people. And so I didn't have that fight with them. Mm-hmm. And the contrast between, let's say, faith and science I didn't experience emotionally. I mean, this faith I really never had, despite all these priests that were my teachers at school. And so that that wasn't emotional. It it was easygoing, and I chose the side of science. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Maybe let's go back to coincidence real quick. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not quite sure whether I understand the difference between coincidence, randomness, and chance. Is yeah. there a difference? Yes, uh, I, I would say coincidence is a special case of chance. Uh, let's take this meeting with my wife. So there, there are two storylines or two causal chains that are each clear and explicable. We both went on holiday, we both took the boat. All, all of that has some sort of a logic. It has a, a causal chain of events. But the fact that we met and ended up as a couple That is called a coincidence. So a coincidence usually has two sides or even more. And each of these sides is sort of logical and clear. But the meeting point and the often spectacular outcome is what we call a coincidence. And your earlier example of the universe is also a case in point. So between these, again, let's say 10 laws of nature that that are fine-tuned, each of them may have its own logic of being what it is. But if you combine the 10 which lead to the universe as we know it, with stars and galaxies and planets. That is a cosmic coincidence. So the answer is a coincidence is a special case of chance. Hi, nice that you're listening to In A Nutshell. I hope that you're enjoying this episode so far. If you do, make sure to give a listen to the previous episode in which my co-host Antonia explores the emotional history of asphalt pavement. Let's get back to Einstein again. Mm -hmm. What he wanted to express with the famous quote that we already mentioned, namely, God doesn't play dice. Um, And please correct me here Mm -hmm. if I'm wrong. But was essentially that every coincidence in quantum uh, mechanics could be explained by insufficient knowledge, right? Yes. Um, So in other words, some happenings may seem like they are a coincidence or like they are random, um, simply because we do not understand the causes or the influencing factors. So following this train of thought, um, is it right to assume that our world right now is less random than it was because we gained more knowledge and more insights? Oh, that's a fantastic question. Yeah, I never thought about that. But I I mean, what you suggest seems logical, but sorry to take the opposite view. (laughs) I, I would actually say that the more we know the more we realize the importance of chance. And I think that really started already in the 19th century with Darwin's uh, theory of uh, biological evolution, of which not only natural selection, but actually chance is the core concept. Since mutations, which we now would say are in DNA, so genetic mutations, are random. Uh, That is the, the essence of Darwin's theory. And that was unthinkable before that time. And again, in a sort of a Christian or almost any religious uh, view, that this is unacceptable. That this fundamental role of randomness or chance in 
the evolution and also the creation of life. So that, that's when I think the revolution in favor of chance started. And then in the 20th century, we had quantum mechanics, which really totally undermined the causal or de deterministic nature of physics before the 20th century, which we call classical physics. So it's these two developments, uh, the modern Darwin theory of evolution and the discovery of quantum mechanics, that are really a consequence of increase in knowledge. So that's the answer mm -hmm. of the question. The more we know, the more we are sensitive to the enormous role of chance. It's funny that you talk about the enormous role of chance when it seems that randomness or chance have something very frightening about them. It almost seems as if everything that happens by chance or happens randomly um, loses a bit of meaning. Are random events meaningless? Yeah, that's again a very good question. And here, the, this is a question I'm struggling with. And uh, to explain that, another question could be, is life in a deterministic universe meaningless? So the, in the 17th century, people were very scared that because of the laws of Newton, uh, the universe would be like a mechanical clockwork. It just went off. Uh, th there would be no creativity, no free will. It, we would just be a mechanical system evolving in time. And I, I would say that is much more meaningless than a world that is partly or largely governed by randomness and chance events. So again, I don't know the answer to the question, but I think that randomness and chance favor meaning much more than determinism. That already brings us to our final questions. The first one is for everyone who wants to know more about chance, randomness or coincidence. Um, is there a book or a movie or any other source of information that you would like to recommend? Yeah, so, so a, a very immodest answer. I wrote a book in Dutch called Naar alle onwaarschijnlijkheid, which you can still buy. So that's a general philosophical and scientific overview of, of chance and randomness. But it's in Dutch. In English, there's a book, which I think is even much better, uh, by Percy Diaconis and Brian Skirms. It's called Ten Great Ideas About Chance. Uh, published by Princeton University Press in 2018. So Diaconis and Skirms, 10 Great Ideas About Chance. That's one of the best popular science book altogether, I know. And it's even about chance. And finally, what is one thing that everyone should remember about chance? Yeah, so my lesson is both in life and in, and in science that you cannot avoid it. You cannot avoid chance. So you'd better endorse it and take a positive attitude towards it. That's a very good one. Klaas, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your fascination and knowledge on chance. Yeah, thank you. And I'm going to eat your bossable. Yes, please do so. <laughs>